0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, your sports daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, December 12th. And this is the week 15. Early odds look-ahead show. Early week 15 odds. I can't believe I'm talking to John joining me, John Breach, of course, as he does every Sunday evening at halftime of the Sunday Night Football game to look at some of the lines for the coming week. Breach, I can't believe it's week 15 already. I mean, it's it's pretty like it's pretty crazy. Like fantasy playoffs are gonna be here. Um, the tournaments, the, you know, the tournament style and the underdog and the best ball stuff is about to start. The actual playoffs are coming Big games on tap.
1: And you know what else we have this week? Saturday games. Welcome back. Saturday games. We missed you. Oh, my wife's
0: going to be thrilled. I know. Hopefully she didn't get an alert that we're live on YouTube. Click that and then find out about Saturday games through you. But that's entirely possible. If you are hanging out in the chat, hit the like button and you can, uh, you know, we go live Sunday night, Monday night. Thursday night, every three times, three times a week, we go live very late at night to break down the primetime games and, of course, the full Sunday action. We'll do all that after the Sunday night football game. This is just a look ahead to the early odds, but I'm sure if uh, Debo threw you mercy, he didn't have us break down a Bengals spread for week 15, so he can't mention what happened in week 15. He didn't do the 49ers either. How dare you, Devo? Anyway, we'll start on Thursday night football. Chiefs at the Chargers, a huge game for first place in the AFC West. The Chargers are coming on like gangbusters, but the Chiefs are on a six-game winning streak. Uh, They took care of business, to say the least, uh, against the Raiders. They smacked the Raiders around in Arrowhead and played wheels on the bus uh, after the Raiders left to uh, just to spite them for that little uh, bus trip around Kansas City, I believe, last year. Chiefs are minus three on the road here, Breach, with an over-under of 50.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny, Brenton? For a second, I thought my 18-month-old daughter was the DJ at Arrowhead Stadium because that's her favorite song. Uh, But then I remembered that the Chiefs were just making fun of the Raiders. Uh, This is kind of an interesting game because you remember the first time these two teams played, the Chargers won Uh, by one score, but that was back when the chiefs had like the worst defense in football. I mean, there was five or six weeks there where they were just horrible defensively. We didn't think there was any way they were going to turn it around they had no shot at the playoffs. This is back when you were saying, just keep sprinkling that money on them winning the AFC West, just keep sprinkling that money on them getting the super bowl. And now this defense has absolutely turned it around. They've been one of the best defenses in the NFL over the past six weeks during this six game winning streak, uh, and I really think that's going to be the difference in this game. The Chargers, I think they scored thirty points the first time against the bad Chiefs defense. I think they're going to struggle to score against this new good Chiefs defense. Uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to do just enough to win this game. So I am going to take the Chiefs as a road favorite.
0: Yes, I am. Ooh, spicy. Part of the problem with the the, the road situation is that it's Kansas City is a as you know popular football team. But, and I'm not, I can't remember, do we, what was the stadium in Los Angeles like last time, last year with the Chiefs? Well, no, no fans last year, but 2019, you know, we saw the Steelers fans flood uh, the stadium. for The soccer times. stadium was filled with red. Yeah. So it's Chiefs minus three, and I know it's a home game. It's really more like a neutral field situation. The Chiefs have a lot more fans. You know, it's like a ball game that has, like happened to be playing, it, it, a ball game that happens to be like in the Chargers' hometown. I think I would lean towards the Chiefs right now, but uh, I think if you like the Chargers, you probably want to bet them now. Because I think it's, I don't think it's going to go flying off into three and a half, four, anything like that, just because that's too many points to give a a really good Chargers team with a a strong defense. Justin Herbert, Derwin James's injury status matters. Keenan Allen's situation with COVID uh, matters. I I would assume it's Thursday, so we don't know how that's going to play out. So there's a, I need to know who's going to be in for the Chargers before I'm extremely enthusiastic about uh, whether or not I want to bet on them. But I do think that if Derwin's back and Keenan's back, this, creeps closer to a pick and will not, i don't think you'll see plus three and a half so i think there are too many people who would pounce on the chargers in that case this is also probably the last chance to buy any chargers futures if they were to win so uh, sort of be thinking through that as well the over under 50 i mean i guess i would lean towards the under because you could see the team sort of the Chiefs trying to run the ball against a bad chargers run defense but i no thank you not, not getting in front of that one. Stay away. Stay away. Stay far away. Raiders at the Browns. The Browns vaulted themselves into actually decent playoff position with a win over the Ravens on Sunday. Now they host the flailing Raiders. Browns are minus six and a half at home with an over under of 43 and a half. As you note, Breach, this is the first Saturday game on the slate, which means just for planning purposes people should know that it occurs at 4 30 p.m on saturday december 18th in week 15 That's
1: and a, if you live in the same time zone as me it's 3 30 p.m uh central time, time. not that anyone no 4 30 eastern three thirty central yes. uh you know what though this this point spread is, is kind of crazy because number one I, I get it because the raiders are in full meltdown mode right now they've lost five of their past six games uh and their past five games alone, they've given up 34.2 points per game. Their defense cannot stop anyone right now. And the NFL schedule maker did them no favors. They had to play in Kansas city on Sunday. They have to turn around on a short week, fly across the country to Cleveland. Uh, so they're banged up. They get no time to rest because they're going to be on planes all week. And now they have to go face the Browns on the road. That being said, Brinson, I don't think the Browns should be favored by six and a half over anyone. The offense still has a lot of question marks. Baker Mayfield looked okay against the Ravens, uh, but you look at their past, I think eight games. They haven't won a game by more than three. They've won one game by more than three points uh, since early October. So they don't blow teams out. So I actually like the Raiders to cover in this spot. Mm, Six and a half is a lot.
0: Like that's a substantial margin it's sort of, it's tempting you, to, it's like begging you to take the Browns almost. Uh, and again, like you're just not going to see these lines go flying over key numbers unless there's a ton of action on one of the teams. For instance, like I don't think this line is going to go above seven. So if you, like, if you like the Raiders, you should take them now. If you like the Browns, and I think I lean towards the Browns here just because at some point the Raiders are just going to be like, just pack it in and call it like, all right, this is over. We're not making the playoffs. This is really depressing. This season, this promising season fell apart for very bizarre, like, un, like just unprecedented reasons. And maybe they kind of call the dogs off. So I think I like the Browns here. I definitely like the under because I think Cleveland will, will run the ball. And I think Las Vegas will engage in that same sort of methodical approach. Um, Dinkin and Duncan to Hunter Renfro and, and all of that. Josh Jacobs involved in the past game as well. But uh, I, I'll, I'll lean towards the Browns here if I were betting on it, but I'll wait because I think that the line will drift closer to five, five and a half, four and a half, something like that. I I don't think it'll go shooting over a touchdown, so you have some time on that one. The nightcap on the Sunday game uh, is one that you might not have quite as much time on because I think this line is wrong. The Patriots on a roll right now are headed to Indianapolis to play the Colts 8 o'clock p.m. on Saturday, 8.20 p.m. on Saturday, and the The Colts are favored by a point in this game with a total of 44. I I, I mean, I can't believe that the Colts are favored, honestly. Like the the Patriots should be favored. If you like the Patriots, I think you should bet them now. You can get them on the money line um, and minus one at five or or take the plus one if you want. But um, I think the Patriots close as favorites in Indianapolis just because of how well they're playing and, and how they've looked.
1: Yeah, I think we'll see a similar a similar thing. You know, you talked about that Bengals 49ers game in week 14. That opened with the Bengals favored. It closer, closed with the 49ers favored. I will not be surprised at all if that same thing happens here. I was also surprised that the Patriots were not favored in this game. Uh, the interesting thing here is, look, we know what Bill Belichick loves to do. He loves to take away the thing you do best. Well, we all know what the Colts do best. It's give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Colts are 7-0 and this year when they rush for 125 yards or more, they are 0-6 when they rush for under 125 yards. So what's Belichick going to do? He is going to just put all his resources into stopping Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to make the Colts put the the game in the hands of Carson Wentz. Uh, for instance, from what I've seen from Carson Wentz this season, I'm not sure he's going to be able to lead them to a win against this Patriots defense. Uh, the flip side of that is I don't think Mac Jones is going to have a ton of success against the Colts defense, but I think he's going to have just enough success to leave the Patriots to a win, so I am going to take the Patriots to uh, cover this.
0: Look, Indianapolis is a really good team, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to dog on them or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination. And um, you know they have a they have a a, a very good defense, fourth uh, in terms of rush defense CVOA and they didn't play uh, this week, so it shouldn't fluctuate too uh, too badly. they they're the 11th ranked uh, defense overall, but I just think New England is just a. Uh, I trust Bill Belichick, I trust Mac Jones, and I know Mac hasn't won a game. For the Patriots, but he hasn't really lost a lot of games for him either. Now he is gonna have to at some point drag the the Patriots to a win. Like he's gonna have to be the guy who steps up and makes some clutch plays. And maybe this is the week that it has to happen on well, Saturday night in prime time. Um, I, I, to me the the way the the way the Pats are playing and they're coming off their bye, and they know that this game, this is not like a you know, they're not playing the Texans, they're not gonna overlook this game and and, and sleepwalk into Indianapolis. This is a huge game. I in fact I would argue that the Colts maybe more than anybody other than the Chiefs pose the biggest threat to the patriots in the playoffs maybe the maybe i mean bills i'd be fine with too but i don't think they want any interest in the colts making the postseason and the patriots can not effectively kick them out but can make life a lot harder for them if they win this game so means a ton to the pats give me the patriots for now i think you bet the patriots now i think they're close favored i do want to point out that um you know, Kyle Duggar, Christian Barmore will be very important for this particular game. I would definitely lean under on this one, too, even with that low total at, at uh, 44. I think that will tick down uh, into the – let's see if it's already yeah, – I hadn't moved yet, but I could see that ticking down closer to 42 just because these teams run the football a ton. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, it's time for Debo's Eagles to make their run.
2: technology marketing and creative legal and administrative and customer support at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today the eagles
0: We're on buy right they were on buy we not they on buy that sounds right it's it's too late in the season for buys i don't like it like it's like like every like i'm, like I'm expecting everybody to play and it doesn't it doesn't register for my brain uh, at any rate Washington at the Eagles, Washington coming off a a game that was not as close as it looked uh, based on the box with the final score uh, against Dallas heading to Philadelphia as four point underdogs on Sunday Eagles minus four over under 44 breach.
1: You know what, Brinson? I'm not going to lie here. I have no idea who's going to win or cover in this game. It, this is an NFC East. It, when the, the Eagles could win it. Jalen Hurts plays well. Uh, Philly wins. If Taylor Heineke plays well. If Washington's defense, there's just so many possible things. This game is literally a coin flip. So you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to do what I do in every single NFC East game. I am just going to take the underdog. Since the start of the 2020 season, uh, the favorite team, when two NFC East teams play, the favorite team is four and 13 against the spread. And all four of those covers came by the Dallas Cowboys. So if you take the Cowboys out, that means the underdog has covered in every single game where it's been Eagles, Washington or Washington giants or Eagles giants. Uh, So I'm going to just say that continues. I think this is going to be a close game. I think four points is slightly uh, too much. If it's two and a half, I might take Philly, but at four, I'm taking Washington.
0: Yeah, I think I would lean towards Washington too. And you know, look. Maybe in in hindsight, it was just a bad decision to to back the Washington football team on Sunday against Dallas. Dallas came in motivated. They, you know, it, anyway, like it was a Dallas played great. Did, did I do that? I'm, I'm point pointing to you as the one who took
1: Washington. Yeah, I took was the, Cowboys. Yeah. Don't don't but, but I, like. I don't want to.
0: Um, I don't want to overreact and be like, oh, I just can't touch Washington again. Uh, you know. So I, look has played some good football, but Washington's still capable of playing great defense and locking down teams. It's not like they gave up a ton of points to uh to the uh Cowboys either. I think that this again, this turtle is likely, I would think, more likely than not to drop. It's already ticked down half a point, And I would guess that if like this isn't gonna get inside three, I don't think, because I think people would hammer the Eagles. But I do think that, um, like, I don't think it's going to go flying out to, like, five or something like that. So if you like Washington, probably take it now. I can see it settling in uh, at, at three on the number. The Packers, who are currently playing on Sunday Night Football, are minus two at the Ravens. Ravens coming off a crazy loss um, against the Browns. This line may not be up in a lot of places, and you probably won't be able to bet it for sure until we know what the status of Lamar Jackson is. If uh, if he's out, this line would be like Packers minus nine, minus seven. So if you like, if you, if you can bet this, if you have the option to bet this, it, I think it would behoove you to bet the Packers because I don't think the line's going to go crazy and move around um, in the event that Lamar Jackson plays. I think this is probably the accurate line for a banged up Lamar.
1: Yeah, and even if Lamar plays, he's going to do everything he can to be out there because this is a huge game for the Ravens. They need to win. Uh, But you know what? Even if he's out there, the Ravens offense has been such a disaster over the past five weeks. Uh, Even with Lamar Jackson, they're averaging just 16.6 points per game over their past five games. They've only scored over 20 points one time. That came on Sunday against the Browns when they scored a touchdown in the final minute that put them over 20. Uh, So this offense has just struggled. And the way I see it, you're either going to have Lamar Jackson out there and he's going to be hobbled or you're going to have Tyler Huntley out there uh, trying to run this offense and he's not going to catch anyone by surprise. Probably caught the Browns a little bit by surprise because they weren't expecting to see a backup quarterback in there. Uh, so, uh, you know, I probably take the Packers here up to a touchdown.
0: Yeah. And again, like it all, it all, it really all depends on if you have it available to bet. And if you can't bet it now, then bet it now. And if Lamar Jackson's ruled out, you're going to have a great number and you can come back and middle it with uh, Ravens plus seven or plus eight or something like that. And you just hope it falls in that, 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 that range. And you, 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 you win both. So, Just food for thought uh, in in terms of how to wager on that one. Also, the total will probably come crashing down if Lamar is ruled out. So sort of wait and see on the Packers at Ravens. Saints at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers minus 11 and a half hosting the Saints. I don't believe, so the, see, the Panthers lost. Did the, the Bucs didn't clinch, did they? Did they clinch? No. I don't think so. I'll look in a second. Anyway, no, I don't um, think they did, but they didn't clinch this week. Then they'll clinch with a win over the saints. One would presume because the saints are the closest team to chasing them. Um, so box minus 11 a half at home. They haven't lost a home game. They've won like nine straight home games dating back to at least, including the super bowl that they won over the chiefs uh, back in February. The total here, 47 and a half breach. What do you think about this game? Yeah, the Buccaneers haven't lost a home
1: game this year, but you know who else hasn't lost? Sean Payton hasn't lost a game to Tom Brady since he signed with the Buccaneers, a regular season game, that is. Uh, and, and, you know, and half points feels like a lot because of that fact. The Saints have been uh, just a pain in the butt for Tom Brady since he signed with the Bucs. Uh, they're 3-0 in the regular season, and most of the time they're winning those games because their defense is getting such, a, just a, a ton of pressure on Brady and, and they kind of get him out of his groove. And I don't see why they're not going to be able to do that again. I don't know if their offense is going to be able to keep up with the Bucs this time around. But I will say, having Alvin Kamara back is huge. Taysom Hill looked a lot more comfortable this week, especially with Kamara behind him. So it took a lot of pressure off him. Uh, so just because the Saints have been so good against the Buccaneers, I, I got to take them to cover the 11 and a half here.
0: Yeah, I don't have any interest in getting in front of Tom Brady either. Like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll – I'll, this is a toss up for me. It's a, it's it's a difficult one. I think the problem is the one thing the Bucks do really well, which is stop the run, is the one thing that the Saints need to be able to do in order to score points. So, unless the Taysom Hill factor coupled with Kamara can allow can like disrupt how the Bucks play run defense, I think I probably like Tampa Bay. It is a ton of points. I'm just not sure I see Taysom Hill who played well and put up a, a, a you know, bunch of fantasy points on Sunday. I don't see him storming through the back door and and finding a way to cover this if the Buccaneers get up. If the Buccaneers get up, by the way, and have a lead, this is a stone-cold under game because they will pound the ball. New Orleans has a good run defense, but the Bucs should be able to run on them if they have a lead. Leonard Fournette playing well. Ronald Jones running well and in, uh, in, in garbage time, too. So look for a live under on that one. I would also think that that total, 47.5, it's pretty steep. I think that comes down a little bit oh i see 46 and a half out there and bucks minus 11 so i think if you if you like the over or the bucks you probably sit and wait this is the monday night game of course and if you like the saints or the um under you probably need to get on it now because it was not going to go below 10 but it could get down to 10 that wouldn't be entirely shocking finally oh no sorry that was sunday night football my bad the vikings at the bears that's monday night football the line's not widely available because the bears are currently playing and you know that's just how that works vikings minus four at the bears over under 43 and a half in the under the bright lights bears and vikings by bears back-to-back primetime weeks How, how lucky are we
1: yeah how did we get lucky enough to deserve that i have no idea brinson um you know by the way the bears are playing sunday night it could be exciting to watch on monday I will say the Vikings are one of the toughest teams to bet because you have no idea which team is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that took the 29-0 lead against the Steelers or is it going to be the team that almost blew a 29-0 lead to the Steelers? It could go either way. Um, And so when I look at this game, I see a Vikings team that has struggled against the Bears over the past few years. We've seen Chicago. They've won five of six against Minnesota, just Matt Nagy, for whatever reason, knows how to attack Mike Zimmer's defenses. If Matt Nagy was as good against the rest of the NFL as he was against Zimmer, uh, the Bears (laughs) would sign him to a lifetime contract and the Bears would win the Super Bowl every year. Uh, So because of that, and because of the reason the Vikings play in close games all the time, they're all one-score games, I think I'm going to take the Bears as the home primetime underdog.
0: Yeah, I'll take the Bears plus four against the Vikings. Um, Minnesota's defense didn't scare me at all. And if Hakeem Hicks is back for this game, which I think there's a decent chance he will be with the extra day of rest, then it's going to be tough sledding for the Vikings to run. Everybody's going to remember Dalvin cook and how well he ran on Thursday night. And he was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I just think ultimately I want, if I'm getting more than four points or more than three points with a home underdog in a divisional game, give me that dog all day. Although I got to tell you, I think if the bear, cause the bears in, we're doing this, we're doing this live. And we're doing this during Sunday night football. The Packers just took a, a one point lead over the bears, but the bears are hanging. And the offense looks a lot better than it has basically all season long with Justin Fields kind of, you know, find a little bit of a groove here. And some of his explosive weapons doing work. I would think that this closes inside of three. I don't think that the, the books will want to give the bears three points at home in prime time. Not that the bears are scary, but you know, Vikings, Kirk cousins will let them keep it close. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I like that. Uh, And then I actually think the, what do we have for a total on that? 43 and a half. I think it should be like 45. I could see some points being scored in that game. I know they're two like sort of lethargic teams, but you've seen what happened with the the bears. I bet that total actually ends up being like 45 instead. And then people want to bet the under Anywho, that is the week 15. Look ahead. Early lines for John breach. I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Smash that like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're listening on uh, on the podcast, and we will see you after Sunday Night Football right here on the YouTube channel.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better.